She ain't like the chocolate, baby. <laughs> this episode off with a little correction. Man, why you sounded so sad though, Sidney? <laughs> you know, this is that voice that your friend was talking about, that fatness in the voice. <laughs> it just sounds like I'm sad all the time. All right, two episodes ago, I had a quote that I shared with the audience in German. Remember that? The amazing quote that shook our soul? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I managed to screw up one of the words in that quote. Because, you know, German. So I need to make sure that even though probably only 1% of the listeners got it. For your sanity. I can't live with myself if I don't correct it. So the word is Knechtschaft. Knechtschaft. Okay, people? How could you mess up Knechtschaft? Nah, yeah, uh, exactly. What does that mean? Knechtschaft itself means servitude, like uh, slavery, uh, bondage. Mm, like, bondage. More like, like bondage. Yeah. I know a couple of girls that were into that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Different type of bond. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so I screwed the pooch and, and I just made up my own word for that one. That's the public announcement. Over. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. Uh, I can't believe that this is now already episode four. That means we've been at it for a month. Yeah, this is episode four, bro. Last week was Shop Talk. Curious to see how that comes over with the listeners. Well, so far in a two-day soak, Cynic, it seems like it's doing quite all right. <laughs> it does. <laughs> all right, so let's jump right in because we're on the clock here. Mm -hmm. I think Mr. Frank has a quote for us. To, no, sorry, you have a fun fact for us today. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Cynic. Cynic, my guy. Yo, we, can we tell these people real quick about the Ja Rule chains you just pulled out off air? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's murder. I used to wear, I have both my ears pierced. We, we all do. 
you know, I used to wear chains. I used to wear, bro, now I'm a simple guy. Now I'm just, you know, <laughs> two bands on the wrist, nice little watch, and I'm good to go. That's grown as sexy talk right there. But when you were, and, and you've, I think, graduated that as well because you don't really wear them anymore. Mm-hmm. But you guys are getting ready for a move, as the listeners know. Mm-hmm. And the wife was cleaning out the cellar. They actually have a cellar in Germany. It's crazy. Cleaning out the cellar. It's not as scary as you as it sounds, though. It's actually well lit and very clean. <laughs> <laughs> but she found a whole bunch of your old jewelry, right? Yeah, she found all my old silver. And uh, <laughs> in honor of that, I, I threw I threw some of that bling on for this episode. So I got my, my silver chain that I used to rock when I was like 17. Don't take gonna, photos are not I'm, allowed. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm going to take a picture for the people. Come on. Say something so you can come out. See that bling right there? See that bling right there? I'll post that on our social media, guys. You know what to do. And you notice you notice the rings, right? You Don't don't miss the rings. Who has a thumb ring? Yo, that's so European. Don't you talk, said that you, why do we got to talk about where the ring is? Let's just, just look at the rings, okay? Uh, it's on my you thumb said, because the thing doesn't fit on any other thing. <laughs> Oh, okay, because you told me initially, nah, I, I wore this before Europe. So that means you wear it in the States. But yeah. I see a thumb ring. I'm like, yo, that's really rockerish. Man. I actually I actually asked myself literally, what the hell am I doing with these rings? Because they don't fit. And if they don't fit now, they sure as hell didn't fit when I was thinner. So I don't know where they came from. Yeah, They were toe rings. And then I got oh, a man. couple of uh, cartouches. So the listeners probably remember. That word. The... <laughs> The, li- the listeners probably remember that I uh, spent some time in the military, and in that time I was uh, in in, in I Kuwait. Had one of those, yeah, you know, right? Because I think I got you one, right? Yeah, man, you got me one. That's dope. So I got uh, those two there. Yeah, what is it hollow? What is it? Uh, is it written? I want to say holographics, but I know it's wrong. No, one of them is, is supposedly it's uh, hieroglyphics, uh, and the other is uh, I think in Arabic. Mm. The writing. Well, good thing they didn't find out after 9-11. They would have thought you were a mole, my man. <laughs> what are you doing with this Arabic chain? All right, but I'll get us back on track here. Let's hit them with the fun fact. Do, 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 da. Do, do. Hey. Dogs sniff good smells with their left nostril. Good smells? Okay. Good smells. All right. Bad smells with the right. Dogs normally start sniffing with their right nostril, then keep it there if the smell could signal danger. But they'll shift to the left side for something pleasant, like food or a mating partner. Learn the real reasons why dogs follow you everywhere. So apparently, (laughs) if it's, um, you know, if they're trying to smash, you know, trying to get some doggy pussy, if it's their owner, their master, something that's pleasant, left nostril. If it's danger, right nostril. I never knew that. I never knew they could switch up like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, I don't own a dog anymore, but I'll be paying more attention to the dogs I see. Stop that. Stop that. All right, I'm going to drop another one, bro, because I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. McDonald's once made a bubblegum-flavored broccoli. This interesting fact will have your taste buds crawling. Unsurprisingly, the attempt to get kids to eat healthier didn't go over well with the child testers who were confused by the taste. So I guess they <laughs> did it. <laughs> so it looked they like broccoli, it but tasted like bubblegum? It tasted like bubblegum. 
Yeah, you can't mess with the brain like that. Uh, that's, that's all in too... efforts to have kids eat healthier. Nah, it's too extreme. Come on, that's uh, way too extreme. That is crazy. That will scar. That will scar kids. I have a I have a, a story about that. It's about my wife. Yeah, when she was a kid, <laughs> she's gonna love that I'm sharing this story. So when she was a kid, um, her her mom and. Uh, not sure if it was her dad or stepdad, doesn't matter. But uh, the parents were, were eating um, black olives, you know. And um, she came into the room, I guess, and asked what they were eating. And her mom told her, oh, they're cherries. Kind of oh. tricked her, you know. And I so, almost spit on my coffee. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So she went and, and you know, happy to have a cherry, to you know, ate Ooh. one. And it was a black olive, and she was scarred for I don't know how many years. When we met, she she wouldn't still would not eat olives. She does I now. Eat olives. She does now, but she wouldn't. When we met, she wasn't. <laughs> you know, I'm. I think I'm still traumatized uh, to eat hígado liver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I to, totally to get this that day because I won't day, eat it I, either. I won't, I won't eat it to this day. Mm-hmm. And and I've you know obviously we're adults now, so I like I like I'm a foodie, right? I like going out to restaurants. I like. I'm a big Top Chef guy. I've said it before. And so when I travel, I try to, you know, explore different places. And I've been to places where, you know, the liver here is amazing. We soak it in buttermilk for 24 hours. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Won't do it, Poppy. Won't do it. No, me Still neither. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I don't want to. I don't know. Unnecessary. And bacalao is another one, kid. Bacalao, I, grow, I grew to enjoy. But I remember, I remember I didn't like it back then either. Yeah. There's a lot of Jamaicans out here. They call it saltfish, and they they prepare it really well. So I have, and I have a lot of Jamaican friends, and they'll be like, you know, you got to try this. And I'm like, nah, bro, <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Just the smell of it takes me back to dark times. Really? Because <laughs> here's the thing, you know, our mom when we were younger, she wanted us, you know, there's this Hispanic way of thinking, bien alimentado, right? Every time your grandma sees, every time a family member sees, oh, you're skinny, you need to eat more, right? It's kind of like a joke, even if you're fat, they're telling you that. Mm. So our our parents always made sure that we ate all of our meals. So when it came down to those days that my mom wanted to cook something that she liked, which she had every right to do, right? Live mm. your life, mama, you right. Let's say bacalao, you know, me, I was French fry king at that time. If it's not a cheeseburger, I don't want it. <laughs> I was the pickiest eater ever, like ever, you know? Mm. So... I yeah, remember. those days didn't go over well, and then, I, <laughs> and I and you had to eat. It's not like now, you know, <laughs> like you had to eat. Yeah. So those are dark times. I remember pounding it with ketchup, <laughs> just trying to like master. I remember. Taste of it. I remember. But I beat the system. I'm gonna tell you how to beat the system. But get, get your thought. Get your thought across. Right? Actually, I was gonna say that led to some some pretty disturbing <laughs> reactions from us. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so I figured out that. Because I would sit there. I'll be there like an hour, guys. Everybody's done with... And I'm still at the table because I got to finish before I get up. So I would... I figured out if I stuff my mouth with food and I act like I'm going to go to the bathroom, I can then put that in the toilet, <laughs> flush it. And if I do that four times, that's the meal. You know what I mean? Creativity for me started at an early age. <laughs> that's one of the things I did to get away with it. Hope I didn't mess up the plumbing people. That's so par for the course because you are the more creative one and you found the more creative way to deal with it. Instead, what I did. Do you remember what I did? Do you remember the you story? Would put it in a napkin, no? Did you put it in a napkin and like stash it behind your bed or some shit? No, 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 not 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 behind my bed. But I would just take the food and just dump it behind the refrigerator. Oh, even better! 
So that was in that was in New York, and I remember the day that our mother found it. Mm. Uh, Dad came home right on time. That's all I can say, because she was ready to kill me. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, so he saved your life. Ah, pops. He did. I love pops. And one more thing, now that we're on the food topic, raisins do not belong in picadillo. I'm going to leave that right there. Mom, I love you, but you're doing it wrong, baby. Um, Yeah, I don't mind them. <laughs> nah, bro. They don't. <laughs> olive's good, even though I don't like olives. Olive's good because I think it, it adds to the flavor, you know what I mean? But Get you can't swim with the raisins. Yeah, I don't mind them. I haven't had that in years, but I don't mind them. You haven't had picadillo in years? No, with raisins, with raisins. <laughs> oh, as you should not. You're right to not have it. It's, it's not the way to do it. There's actually a meme about that, which is comforting because it lets me know people out there feel me. <laughs> There's people out there that understand what I mean when I say it. Wow. I don't know that was such a uh, it's serious, man. serious topic for you. Raisins in, your, uh, in your ground beef. Yeah. Picadillo. What happens, I pick them out, but then one's always going to slide through. <laughs> You know, and then you get that sweet taste with mm. this savory dish. Lekka. And usually, sweet and savory are a good thing. Yes, that's why. Yeah, brain's yeah. a little short-circuited like, with that yeah. one. So, yeah, leave the fucking raisins out of picadillo. They don't belong. But that's enough of that. Yeah. I think I beat a dead horse on that one. That's all right. I'll make sure to get some raisins when you, next time you visit. Throw that in the ground beef. I didn't even... It's really you know, a I surprise. Used to, I, used to <laughs> I used to eat raisins when I was younger. Now, I don't. I don't even like them. I don't even like them anymore. Let's do it, baby. You I, got Florida one? I think I have Florida something. <laughs> oh, or or did we change it officially to just We didn't officially crazy change bitches? it. We didn't officially change it, but in my in my re- search for a decent Florida woman uh, story, I was quickly reminded that I was complaining about how boring usually the Florida women's stories are. Either boring or, or tragic. tragic. Or tragic. Yeah, it's like- so I I I just did something extremely radical and looked for a Florida man story. Oh, let's go, man. Let's f- you oof, I'm excited. I'm excited. So this one is um is a Florida man story. And Come with it. it's just one of these idiotic like really stories. So this dude this is a dude who was accused of sex crimes, yeah? So he had an ankle monitor um attached uh, for that reason. He- Cynic, real quick. All sex offenders should be exterminated carry on <laughs> okay adolf so this happened, in- <laughs> this happened i don't got time i can understand that it shit happened in your childhood you know and it, it fucked you up so you got anger issues you know you got to work through shit like that but you being a fucking sickle and preying on little kids fuck you that's not anything in your childhood that's just that's just you <laughs> being a fucking piece of shit so i think that you you should exterminate them like you it doesn't matter yeah. And now you don't have to worry about the whole sex offender thing because, you know, like they have to register when they come into a neighborhood or they register. To, now you got to worry about that because they're all dead. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. I do. You know, all right. I know I made this heavy, uh, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> OK, K- Clay County, Florida, a fugitive from northeast Florida is asking for two thousand dollars to flee the country. Keith Morris Smith, Jr., 29, is wanted in Clay County for violating the conditions of his release. Deputies say Smith bounded out of the Clay County Jail and cut off his ankle monitor. He was initially arrested in December of 2019 on multiple charges, including committing a sex crime on a person aged 12 to 16, deputies say. Now, Smith is asking for help from the public 
in fleeing the country. Smith started a GoFundMe fundraiser entitled Trying to Be Free under the Dreams, Hopes, and Wishes category of the website. He set his donation goal at $2,000. And he says, quote, I'm fundraising to basically live. I was on bond that was revoked or over something I never did. Now I'm on the run. This is what he said on his uh, article there or his uh, site. Mm -hmm. So Smith writes he needs money to flee the country because if he goes back to jail, he believes he'll die. After three days of being active, the fundraiser was removed from the website, having raised zero dollars. It's unclear whether GoFundMe deleted it or if Smith deleted it himself. Forgive me, bro. It could be my ADD or I'm just an asshole. What was the reason for him being incarcerated again? It says that he was... Um, because that has, that has everything to do with it. You know he I mean? was, yeah, I know. He was, <laughs> he was initially arrested for committing a, se- it just says, for committing a sex crime on a uh, person aged 12 to 16, is what it says. And, and you know, I say all, you know, all people, you know, pedophiles should be exterminated. All rapists should be exterminated as well. So he falls in that fucking category. Mm. Right? Because he's using his, his genetic god-given strength to overpower women fuck you you're a piece of shit so i'm glad fucking gofundme or cash app or whatever that shit was gofundme did that motherfucker did he and people were people actually gave money right you said what he had no he had a oh nobody no he had zero dollars by the time by the time it was deactivated three days later it it it, it, it still had no donations it was zero. beautiful thank you he's still on the run apparently unfortunately um i don't know maybe we can we can screenshot this because the image is also part of the ridiculousness uh, yeah, the image he has on his it. on his <laughs> or had on his gofundme trying to be free <laughs> i'm just trying to be free <laughs> after sexual assault i'm just trying to be free baby <laughs> there i sent you the article if you want to see his stupid face but apparently he's uh, still on the run so keep your eye out you might find him roaming around your area there how's he on the run he is free then. Yeah, he, he was he, trying to get free. He cut off his ankle monitor, right? He was only on bond, ah, and his ass was probably going get it fixing. He's fixing to go back to the slammer. To the slammer, do some hard time, player. And that's I when he decided to cut it off and uh, and and open a, a GoFundMe. Uh, uh. If that would have worked, well, I mean, I mean, if you would have left it long enough, bro, somebody would have done it. Probably. I think eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was only up three days. If it would have been up longer, someone would have donated something. Put that shit on the dark web. Somebody would have given something. Did you hear about that one? Flo- well, I don't know if you heard about it. There's probably so many cases. But there's this Florida woman named Gina Brashear. She's she's all over like Twitter at the moment. She's uh, recorded um, yelling and calling some... Uh, you can't see the people. So, But if you read the article, it was a guy and a, and a, and a girl who were apparently black and i guess they had some truck parked somewhere and this lady was out yelling at them because she wanted them to move it and she was fucking dropping the end bomb all over the place and she, they were recording her so she's all over twitter now this video of her basically you know with her racist remarks and everything and now there's, there's like a website up that's putting her com- totally on blast so it's got like her full name, like her history for where she where she worked, what she did. It's got a bunch of stuff on there about her and a mugshot from a previous arrest. And they're trying to like just, I mean, I don't know what they want to do with it. But. Well, you know what? That's one thing that 
I think social media plays a good hand in. When somebody fucks up, it's known. Like if they record somebody like that, right? But they don't know their identity. They'll be like, yo, Twitter, do your thing. And they'll just start sharing it. And then eventually somebody's going to see it and recognize the person. And then you get one piece of information. And the next thing you know, you have that whole rap sheet just like you read off. That has all their information, you know, the job they're working at, the number of the job. And a lot of people have lost their jobs because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I, 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 I fucks with social media. You know what I mean? It's like fighting evil. A vigilante almost. Yeah. You know, people coming together to do the right thing. And I understand all people make mistakes. But when somebody's dropping N-bombs like that frequently, that's not a lapse in judgment. Yeah, she dropped it like i think it said six times in 30 seconds yeah that's a character issue bro you're you know you're you're a piece of shit you know so that's why for me i don't feel bad in that situation i think anybody can make a mistake anybody can have a lapse in judgment but that isn't the case there. that was so not the case there i hope i hope we go get her i hope we i hope we get her baby we were talking earlier cynic about what we used to do to get out of eating our food <laughs> oh yeah um, i wanted to ask you what's the weirdest food combination you've ever tried Mm. Like for me, for example, it's a popular one, dipping a fry in a milkshake or some shit like that. That's fucking aki to me. Yeah, it's amazing. You, but you, you've done it, or yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't do it. I don't practice it, but I've tried it before. Yeah, I've tried it. I, I like that. I like that actually. Yeah, that's kind of a difficult one. Um, I mean, just off the cuff, because typically we wouldn't. If the combination don't fit right, we ain't even gonna eat it. <laughs> No, but sometimes like I know I've I've put some weird stuff just to try it out. Like I'm trying to think, like pancakes with salami and syrup or something like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. <laughs> and I don't know if this is story time here or what. Growing up, we used to put salami and cheese on our waffles, on our pancakes, so much so that when I went out into the real world, it was weird when people just did butter and syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that shit is fire. It is fire. It is fine. And I don't even, I can't do American cheese anymore because, again, I'm bougie now. So I have to have like a provolone or a mozzarella or a Swiss. Don't give me no, I'm, the only thing I'm doing American cheese on is a hamburger because it's classic. If not, don't bring that fucking pasteurized block of death near me. <laughs> okay. It's, it's fucking, people actually choose that cheese. It's crazy. Uh, back then we did it with that. That's what we had. And I loved it. But mm. I think that comes from the childhood. That's why. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 That's also something that was, uh, some of those things were a bit shocking, I think, for my wife. <laughs> the first time she saw me eating them. That's one example, but I know there are others, plenty. But I brought her over to the dark side. When we first met, she wasn't, she didn't know how to appreciate sweet and savory. Mm. She does now. But I think people have caught on, though, man, because now people are eating cheese with their with those type of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were just ahead of the curve on that. I don't know if they've gone as far as like salami, and if you haven't tried it, get on your game. <laughs> Little ham salami and cheese, woo! And syrup, you gotta have and the then syrup. You have, to have the, you have to have the sweet, yeah, for sure. That's that's what brings it home. Because if not, it's dry and salty. But <laughs> <laughs> we were ahead of the curve, baby. What's the worst advice you've ever given somebody? I don't think I could say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> Put the kiss to bed. Is probably that bad. No stone unturned <laughs> after dark. <laughs> With a neon sign buzzing. <laughs> I think the worst advice I've ever given somebody was fuck it, bro. <laughs> Just that phrase. 
go fuck it bro do that shit yeah when i've put no thought into it when i've really you know have thought about the consequences repercussions is it an emotional decision is it a sensible decision yeah. just fuck it bro go for it that's the worst thing i've ever did and not to say that sometimes you don't come down to it but a lot of times when you put those words in that order you're not putting a lot of thought behind it yeah yeah fuck it bro just go for it bro Or you just put yourself in that position and you're like if it were me i would just do it you know but you're not really considering <laughs> this person's particular situation so you're like just do it do it man what's the problem <laughs> what's the worst that can happen <laughs> just go for it man fuck it Hey, have you ever stalked anyone on social media? <laughs> Ooh, I'll tell you this. Dum, dum. That's not my style. I'm not going to do that. But I definitely have been stalked. I've actually been stalked in real life. One of my ex-girlfriends one time broke into my home. What? And when I woke up, she was at the foot of my bed. How is it that I'm finding out about this now on air? So here's the thing. In that house, we had a master gate, and we had another front door. And that front door had deadbolts, and it had a bottom lock. A lot of times, we never locked the top lock because the master gate was always locked. So we only locked the bottom, right? So she jumped the fence because that gate was locked, saw that only the bottom was open, so she knew she did to do the little credit card trick. Put that jingle right there. Thing popped open. Came into my room, which is a room on the first floor. <laughs> Walked to the bedroom side of it, and I, I don't know if she said my name or if I just felt her, but when I woke up, all I saw was a silhouette, you know, because it's dark. Mm. And Brody, I was like, I was ready. I was like, all right, whoever's here, you're going to have to kill me, baby. What the fuck so was she I was thinking? Like, I was like, what the fuck? Because we were in the middle of an argument, and I didn't want to speak to her. Or maybe we even broke up. It could have been something that serious. And I was just like, ignore her calls. And I was sleeping, you know, counting sheep. And I guess she really wanted to... Patch things up across. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she used a technique that I that I use. You know, we always always have a way to break into our house. We all know, you know. It's, it's, except now, I'll be fucked if that happened now. But at least back in the day, so she used the tricks that I fucking use to get into my house against me. Mm. Long story short, I was able to, you know, f- obviously figure out it was her, and you know, I think then we had sex after that. <laughs> Pretty weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question, no, I've never, <laughs> I've never stalked anybody. Definitely been stalked myself. And even in real life. Yeah. Wow. That was fun. You should feel uh, flattered. Nah, man. <laughs> I feel like an asshole. I should have just answered a call. That's what I feel like. <laughs> you know, for me, it was like, man, I should have just picked up. I handled that the wrong way. In, in, in hindsight, I look back at it now. Because I, I think that I was just being difficult. I don't even think it was something that she really did wrong, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I felt a certain way about it, but I could have communicated a lot better. Yeah. You know, right? Now I communicate a lot better versus... Just being emotional and shit. <laughs> not going to talk to you. I'm not going to answer your call. So if you're listening out there, sorry about that, Sugar Plum. How am I apologizing to you after you breaking into my house? <laughs> See, bro, women got a hold on us, bro. Fuck that. I ain't apologizing. Man, that's just like television. That's some crazy stuff happening. I wonder if, sometimes I wonder if the shit you see on television is, you know, the whole, is it life imitating art or art imitating life? I don't know which one comes first there, chicken and the egg or the chicken or the egg. But, like, I see some of that shit on TV, and I'm sometimes like, are you, come on, this shit doesn't happen. I guess it just doesn't happen to me, some of the, you know, but some of these weird things, I guess they actually happen to people, like, some crazy ass ex-girlfriend showing up at the foot of your, your bed. house, bro, at the foot of your I bed. I don't know. I mean, you know, 
I want to my own horn cynic, but you know, I got that effect on the ladies, baby, you know? <laughs> but it's funny that you say that because I was watching La Llorona last night. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a it's a mm. it's actually a, a folktale. I've heard of the folktale, but I don't know. There's a movie about it and then I started thinking about it and I was like, I feel that they're pulling from things. It feels so realistic and in a way you can you know, it has an effect on you because you feel like they're people have had to see that before. Right, so when you ask, is art imitating life or vice versa? Mm-hmm. I think it starts with life. I think it's either somebody's dreams or somebody's nightmares or their actual visions. And that person eventually, that happens enough where it hits somebody who has a passion for making things and directing things. Mm-hmm. And that movie gets made, you know, from those experiences, with the exception of like Avatar and you know Star Wars. You know, obviously it's sci-fi. That's a little different, but yeah, yeah. To answer your question, man, I really do think. The, you know those type of things get pulled from from experiences. You, you know? Here's another example. Like I was talking about that the other day with my wife. Like you know on 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 TV often on these shows, there is some some moment, something that happens in the show. Like you know, uh, some some tragic moment. Yeah, someone just mm-hmm. lost a parent or 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 whatever. You know, and 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 the person is just deeply upset, and here comes the partner. And, and, you know, tries to console them, which you would expect, you know, hugging them or whatever. Then they start kissing. And then the next thing you know, they're having sex. It's like, who has, this, who has sex when they're in, 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 in like a, a grieving state? Is that real or is that TV? Does makeup sex count? Where maybe she's crying, but then we make up, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, I'm here. So I, I know that's happened because like for the example that you use that she lost a parent. You know, you're trying to smash at that time. Yeah, that was just an example, but it's always, you know, <laughs> something. It's something like that where it's, you know, at least in the show, they're they're clearly making get you know making you feel, making you understand that this is a really tragic thing, and and you feel sad accordingly. You know, if you're if you're into the show, but then all of a sudden it it goes into some supposed romantic situation, and now all of a sudden they're you know, it's I'm like some things are poor writing though because I think but it happens a think- lot. A lot. It's people think there's a formula, right? And that formula is that you always have to have a love interest. You know, even in action movies, they have a love interest, right? Because you want to be able to capture everybody. You want to yeah. be able to capture the husband who likes the bang bang. You want to be able to capture the wife. Yeah. So I think sometimes people take that formula and they fuck it up. Yeah. I'm not saying that they fucked it up in your case, but they're just trying to squeeze in the romance in a fucking section that it doesn't fit. I think I think that's as good an explanation as any you know, I could have come up with. Oh. Yeah, they just try to plug it in. And it's like, read where this is going. He wasn't supposed to end up inside her right now. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dominic. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. That formula is getting tweaked now, too. You know, it's getting tweaked with, with all of this. Um, so this sort of gender, this whole gender topic, you know, how gender mm. fluidity and gender, not just from whether it's, the, you know, transsexuals, but also the... Um, the bisexual thing, the homosexual thing, like all that is is now it's more um, uh, visible, I guess. It's more accepted. Mm-hmm. It's more, um, it's not like taboo, I guess, is what I'm trying to say anymore. You know, before the, you know, a lot of those things, you wouldn't see them on as part of that formula that you were talking about, you know, in, in the movie or in a television show. That formula has existed forever or, you know, various forms of that formula from the heroic, you know, guy, uh, person to, you know, there's 
there's different uh, things going on, but they always included include them in in their shows, right? But you never used to see like two guys going at it or two women going at it. That's because that's now something with this change in culture and generations and and more open society that you see it more and more and more. And now it's just like the other day I was watching. Yeah, I think I mentioned to you. I asked you on on the air if you um, if you watched American Gods, mm -hmm. and uh, I so I just started watching it, my wife and I, and so we're in season one. And there's a scene in there where there's these these two dudes are going at it. How do you feel about that? How do you feel like, let's say, you know, you're watching that with your son? Yeah, actually, I want to get to that in a second, but yeah. I just want to emphasize that these dudes were going at it, and I don't mean they were going at it like making out which is already, compared to what we grew oh, up with, they were going, they were going at, at it, it like you would see... Top to bottom, double penetration. Yeah, like you're watching a, like you're watching a porno. Town. The only thing is that you didn't see the genitals. Stuff like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> the only thing is that you couldn't <laughs> see the genitals. Otherwise, the positions... You saw the shaft? The positions... Uh, yo, it was like, wow. Like, okay. Yeah, it's a little much. This is where we are it's now. Much. So, yeah, when it comes to, well, like you said, my son, it's really problematic, actually. It's really problematic because now I'm really having to... So there's some shows or movies where you just know, okay, this is not going to be something appropriate, right? But sometimes, you know, unless you start looking at every age uh, or rating for every film, sometimes there's a film or a show that you don't think should you know would have any of that and all of a sudden here we go and it's like you know what do you do now you're halfway into the show are you going to stop it and it'd be like no we're not watching so it puts it puts you in a really awkward situation so i had a couple of times i had to go online and look look up a show and i'm talking about a show here now not even a movie look up a show and there's like uh, at least one website i found where they especially for for parents where they'll detail if there are any particular type of content in the in an in an episode mm -hmm. and the fact that you have to do that on just regular tv these days is just ridiculous you know what i mean but that's kind of what i meant with the whole culture thing it's like now it's all getting thrown at you yeah. and it's a free-for-all as well like anyone's going everyone's going at everyone i don't know how many shows i've watched in the last year where it really has nothing to do with the show at all And there's probably going to be some people who think it's that uh, I have some kind of anti-gay thing. I couldn't, I, I really couldn't care less, you know. But I didn't think it was necessary to have the heterosexual thing thrown in my face all the time. I think sometimes the heterosexual itself is uncomfortable, you know. You're like, it's too much, you know. So it's it's not the fact of whether it be man, man, woman, woman. It's the fact that sometimes it's just a little too much. <laughs> Especially if you're watching it with your family and stuff. Yeah. You know? I can imagine. Yeah, so I don't remember how we got on that, but. I'm glad I got a chance to let it out. <laughs> but, but just to clarify, you know, love is love, and there's no no problem with what you decide to love. Yeah, I I I don't I don't, I don't have to give anybody any disclaimers. <laughs> Keep your shit behind closed doors. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tidy up, motherfuckers. Stop <laughs> with all this fucking PDA on the streets. If you could do anything illegal without getting caught, what would you do? I'm robbing a bank, fool. Hmm. Out of there. Yeah. It, it, And I'm bringing Tyrone and Kiki with me. Basically, it's the same. I, I don't think I would rob a bank, but I was thinking along the same lines. Find some way to uh, hack some system, you know? Hmm. 
I don't know why. What does that say about us? That we went straight to money. <laughs> Duh. Uh, <laughs> and listen to me. I'm going to keep it really honest with you guys. I, you know, I'm not. And I've always told all my friends this because I think some of my friends have fallen into this whole, you know, money doesn't have, buy happiness things, you know, barefoot yogis. And I respect live how you want to live. You're still living with your mom. You're 80 years old. Do you? Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> You know, what I mean, I'm not I'm not pretending that that money is the answer to all questions, but money does make life a lot more comfortable. OK, now, does that mean that you stop working on yourself and stop trying to be, you know, the highest being that you can be? No, because right? you don't want to be an asshole with money. And we have a lot of those. But just because you have money doesn't mean you have you're an asshole or that you can't you know, work on yourself and, and keep doing things over here. Right. Mm-hmm. So fuck that, man. Give me the cash, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Do you have a bucket list? Oh, a bucket you, list. How does bucket list work? Like, because I'm thinking like you have to be at a certain, and I'm not saying that you're at that age, sitting before I get there, but you have to be at a certain age to have a bucket list, right? Because you know when you're just kind of starting out in this journey, you're just living life. You're not really thinking about bucket list stuff. So maybe this is above your head. Maybe you haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I, but do you have a bucket list? I'm laughing because when you said, I'm not saying that that you're at this age. That's like when you start a sentence with, <laughs> "Don't take this the wrong way," but. I'm going to say something for you to take the wrong way right now. Listen, I'm not saying you're fat right now, but that shirt don't fit. (laughs) This bucket list shit, did this start with the movie? There was a movie called Bucket List, wasn't there? Yeah, but I'm I'm sure sure the bucket list was around before. No, it it wasn't. There had to have been, bro. No. (laughs) Oh, for real? You you never heard that term before? Maybe Before the movie? No. Has, Has that ever happened that a movie coined a certain... Like, was the inception of a certain phrase or, or something like that? Yeah, bucket list. I, I Probably, but I don't know. Um, I don't have one. Not not uh, not a, an official Good. one, no. We, we haven't gotten there yet. Because I, I, re- I really don't. The things the things that I, I have things that I want to do and I, and I fucking do them. That's just the only difference, you know? Like, Same. If there's something that I really want to do, I fucking go do it. Like, why sit here and be like, oh, I wish I can do this. Next trip, by the way, how far is Switzerland from you? Oh, well, not that far. <laughs> I can't tell you. For real? It, well, I guess. Like, it's, like, is it a car ride or a plane ride? You could certainly drive there if you wanted to. Like the Austria trip that we yeah, did? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the next next, next one is Switzerland, bro. Obviously, Berlin is the hub. For, for any particular reason? Like, is there anything, anything in particular you want to see there? Oh, okay. It's beautiful, bro. It's It gives me Austria vibes. Like, times 10 almost sometimes. And Austria was fucking... You know, it was. It seemed fake. It seemed like there was a green screen behind us. Like I was on the Truman Show. Yeah. And I was going to hear, cut! And I was going to see a studio light float by. That's how beautiful that place was. Yeah, yeah. And we're definitely going back to Austria. That that goes without saying. Yeah. But the next time we go, obviously Berlin's always the hub, but we got to squeeze that in. You know, what I would like, I would like to see Australia, but I don't think I ever will because it's too far of a trip. <laughs> I think it's like 24 hours, like legit flying, like. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes you'd be like, oh, yeah, it was a 15-hour flight, but you had a layover that was two hours. No. Talking about 24 <laughs> hours in the air, bro. Yeah, like, no, nah, you really had an eight-hour flight, bro. You know? You were just stuck there for three or whatever. Yeah. This shit, it's, it's fucking far as balls, bro. New Zealand as well, and that's just, like, next to Australia, so same problem. Yeah. Those are the places yeah. that I would like to really see. I'd like to see Scotland, but I think that's much do- more more doable. That, that'll probably make happen eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Australia and New Zealand are big ones that I that I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'll uh, 
make those. Nah, bro, we got to do it, bro. Would you ever go to, to Asia? I would like to see some places in Asia, for sure. For a long time, I didn't care too much, but uh, in my old age, I've grown to be... I've grown some interest in in some of the Asian culture. Yeah. A lot of them are supposed to be racist. I don't know if that's true. I'm putting that on air yeah. because that's a thing. I'm not making it up. Like Bostonians? <laughs> like Yeah, like Bostonians are known for being like racist. Even, racist as fuck. Even, you know, even though there's probably one or two that aren't, but still, like, <laughs> that's a stereotype. No wonder that Asian girl in my math class never gave me any play, man. <laughs> she ain't like the chocolate, baby. <laughs> Hey, did you hear about this thing with GameStop? Yeah, the stocks. How crazy is that? You know, what for the good guys, man? Yeah, exactly. They, <laughs> they're screwing over the, the these hedge funds, and I'm really curious to see if what the what SEC or whatever the government is gonna do now, because if these motherfuckers now all of a sudden come and try and put some kind of regulation in place, you know, it's gonna be the big hypocrite flag once again waving over america because there's nothing that these the guys on 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 reddit there's nothing they've done wrong or illegal as a matter of fact they probably they all they did was the same thing all these hedge funds and you know um wall street companies and whatever what they do all the time so if now all of a sudden they come out with something to like knock these guys what they already did which was shocking was like some of those apps that they were using to like Robin Hood and some of the other ones, yeah. they stopped for a few days. They stopped allowing trading on GameStop stock. I mean, what kind of bullshit is that? I came across something on social media that explained that. Cause I think there's a lot of people out there that either are not into stocks or mm-hmm. know very little. Right. So they just know they fear GameStop. They hear that the top guy's getting screwed, but they really don't know kind of in what manner, what fashion. And that's a really good breakdown Mm-hmm. Of, of what happened. I don't know if you want to say that on air, but I just wanted to send it to you just so you can have it. It's poetic justice, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what happens on the flip side, you know, on the inverse side of that, the duality side of it is usually the little guy getting fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... You know what? We I can mean, summarize it. I mean, if anyone doesn't want to look, look it up. But basically, um, GameStop <clears throat> stock was um, uh, affected. It was already doing bad, but it was affected, you know, when the whole corona thing started. And so um, there are these hedge funds in Wall Street, uh, I guess one in particular, that decided they were going to short the stock, which is the shadiest thing ever, but it's allowed. It's a legal thing, right? So instead of investing in something because you think it's going to do well, and you hope it's going to do well, when you short a stock, you're basically making a bet that the stock is going to go down. Yeah? Uh-huh. And when you do that, the way it works is they're they're actually... What they're instead of buying stock, they're borrowing stock, shady thing number one, from some other, you know, from some company or whatever that owns the stock. They they quote borrow it, right? Then they um, take this position that the stock is going to drop, and then, long story short, when the stock drops, you know, they they make a lot of money. These guys who who are shorting the stock. The catch is that when they borrow the stock, they're because they're borrowing, they're paying interest, right? So the this is where the problem came in with GameStop because if everything goes the way they planned, then it doesn't matter that they're paying interest because they're going to make so much money when the stock tumbles, they'll pay the interest back and they'll make money on top. It's fine, right? Everyone wins except the the company that's getting shorted, right? <laughs> but these people on Reddit, 
noticed what was happening and they you know i guess some of them were gamers and they kind of felt bad for gamestop and they wanted to kind of stick it to this hedge fund and so they saw what was happening and they they basically agreed to start buying stock of gamestop which is the the, exactly the opposite of what the hedge funds predicted was going to happen so now these hedge funds as the stock goes up they're now having to pay back more than they actually have (laughs) And they can't buy stock because the stock is getting bought up by these guys and the Reddit guys. So they're just their ass is just in the wind, and they ended up owing billions of dollars. Billions. And needed they needed to basically get covered by other you know get other investors to help them cover their losses. So and and then they'll the probably game, get a bailout. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Basically, a bailout from from investors, and exactly. and the game stock stock went freaking bananas like it went up by hundreds of percent or th- i think i saw somewhere a thousand something percent in i don't know how many days or hours so a couple people i say a couple because i don't know the exact number maybe it was more than two a few people became instant billionaires i read that shit from from the people that bought stock in game stock wow. um, when this all started so when it started i guess some people they they went and they bought a shitload and but because wow. it it jumped so high and it's so high and it was in the news, so people are are noticing, people are joining, and they and it just kept going up, up, up. People, some people became instant billionaires. Why the fuck didn't we buy GameStop? Yes, we always find out about bubble. this shit after the fact. I think I, I think I'm gonna dibble dabble because I'm of ready because to of this story. Throw some chips in. No, before actually, I have a lot of friends that do like day trading mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, and they've been trying to get me on to stuff, and I think I'm gonna do a little bit of both, but. It's just, it makes sense, man. It's, you know, when you look at all this, especially here in the States or, or any first world country, you know, you always have these people kind of at the top um, as far as, you know, finances go, right? The rich, right? They call it the 1% or whatever. Mm. These guys aren't, and not to discourage anybody from doing it, you should definitely do it, but they're not saving, you know, 200 bucks out of each check. They're not getting there doing those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you get to that, to that, to that level by being smart with your money, by having your money make money. So that's where I'm at now. It's like, yeah, saving is great, but now that we have a little honeypot, let's, let's you know, and no risk, no reward. Obviously, that can go the, the wrong way as well. But that's why I've been studying and I've been, you know, trying to do the best I can and make sure that I'm in the best position I can. So when I start, I give myself a better chance of, of it going well. So well, that's where I'm at, man. Just have the money make money, man. Yeah, that's the you formula know? that I've always heard. I'm. That's it. I don't. I don't trust myself to dabble in that. But I'm. But you can even start with a thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't need. You don't need to start with ten grand. You start with a thousand dollars or even five hundred dollars, right? Obviously, smaller the amount, the longer it's going to take. But if you start, let's say, with five hundred or a thousand, let's say a minimum five hundred to a thousand. Mm-hmm. Yo, in six months, you've quadrupled that. You know, now if if you made the right moves, if you were careful, sure, if yeah, you were patient. Now you have you know six thousand, and now you take you t- you take a thousand for you put it in your account and I invest the five thousand. Yeah, but you have to like I mean if you make the right moves, right? If you hit the right places, and it's not that easy to to know if like bro, there's so much. I don't even know I should be saying this, but there's so much stuff out there. There's there's these websites, bro, that you can go on, and obviously it's just advice. But people tell you, bro, because, you know, stocking is all trends. So there's these people that memorize like it's like algorithms almost. They, they memorize the trends 
And when they see them happening again, they say, well, the last time this happened, right after that happened, this happened next. And there's people out there that, that give you the obviously. And again, it's, it's like uh, betting, right? Like when you call those those people that predict games. Yeah. I forget. There's there's a mo- the movie called Two for the Money with Al Pacino and all right, all right, all right, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> which they're basically, you know, those people. But it's the same thing with that, right? Like you take it for what it is. You don't know what's going to happen. And do you want to risk, you know, your money yeah. on somebody else's opinion? But I think, you know, it's not as, it's not as hard as you think, man. Well, you, you dabble and then you let me know. I'm going to let you know, baby. Because <laughs> I, I got a boy already that he, he invests heavy. Like I think he's invested over 20 grand over time. You know, he started with a thousand though, and he just told me I was chilling with him. I think this past weekend, and he he tells me, bro, he's like, bro, there's days where I'll make two hundred, those days where I make a thousand, and I'm like, dude, I start thinking about, it. I'm like, fuck, if I get really good at that, that that's what you people that you have your stockbrokers, right? All they do is trade, and I understand it now, because if if you're on it, you know, if you if you get into it, if you know what the fuck what it's about, mm-hmm. you can make a thousand dollars a day, bro, and when you take hits, you take the hits. You know, because you're never going to go all in on something. That's never going to happen. Yeah. It's stupid, right? Yeah. So when you take the hits, it's part of the hits. But when you take the gains, you, you make it up and some. I see. Maybe we, get, in, you know maybe goes, we get into the game. And next thing you know, no stone unturns. Starting an IPO. We're on the stock market. You guys can. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> Come fuck with us, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. What's the worst pickup line you've ever heard? <laughs> I think pickup lines are so corny, and there's actually women out there that like that, which is so weird to me. Nah. I swear to you, bro. I swear to you. I used to have a friend that used to tell me, yeah, like, like if a guy says something corny or, or, or if he has, like, a sly way of saying it, like, you know, I like that. Like, that intrigues me more than just, and I'm like, what? Like, so if somebody comes to you in a genuine tone and starts a regular conversation with you, that turns you off? But if he goes, hey, girl, I know your feet must be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. That gets you going? <laughs> what the fuck is happening, bro? That's This is social media age. And I can never be that guy. I can never be that guy. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't help you, man. I, I've been I've been out of that game for over a decade, so <laughs> Locked down. I have no idea what the pickup lines are. The, the first thing I thought of was exactly the one you, you said. That's the only one I could think of. Or the other one is like, oh, let me check. Oh yeah, just like I thought. You you checked her shirt, like like the back of the tag. Mm-hmm. So you be like, oh, oh, and which is sometimes uncomfortable, right? Because if it's a pickup line, you're probably not comfortable. With yeah, what is that? Georgia. That's assault. But you check their <laughs> tag, and you're like, oh, just like I thought, made in heaven. Oh my god, are you kidding me? What is this a Disney special? Get the fuck out of here! First of all, yeah, first of all, that's assault, Mister. Touching a stranger. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I gotta look at pickup lines, dog. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> there's some bad ones out there bro <laughs> are you french because i fell for you like eiffel tower i fell for no, you come on no no that's not a if real you thing. were a transformer you would be optimus fine <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in love at first sight or should i walk by again <laughs> i mean that one's at least funny yeah, but it's still corny as balls bro yeah it is corny it is corny. I mean, but I I would I would use that one. I could pull that one off. <laughs> oh, you could pull it off, yeah. <laughs> I could pull it off. There's a lot of things, bro, that it'd be like, yo, you can't pull that off, but I could pull it off, baby. Last one, last one. Are you a bank loan? Because you got my interest. That's <laughs> like I love it, bro. Jesus Christ. What was the worst date you've ever been on? 
<clears throat> Trying to get me in trouble. I was going to say the worst first date, but I just open it up to the any date. Man. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I've had oh, like Oh, here we go. Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> I always close the deal, baby. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, bro. It's. Because the thing is, I guess for me, if for me to ask you out on a date, kind of know you already. Like, I have to kind of have been talking to you beforehand. It's not like I met a girl at a bar and I'm like, hey, let's go have lunch. Mm-hmm. So it was there was always something leading up to that first date, I guess, that made me have a good understanding if I even want to take this person on a date. But yeah, to be honest, bro, I don't, I don't think I ever had a really like horror story where it was like, get me out of here. You know what I mean? That, I think that's more like on a blind date. Mm-hmm. And I've never been on a blind date. I've never been set up like like that in that case. Hmm. That would be the only situation for me, obviously, that I think it would be horrible. How about you, man? I know you've been out the game for a bit, but uh, anything you recall? Uh, not really. Like a worse, like like a date where during the date it was something that was just uh, you know, clearly going wrong or uncomfortable. There might be one or two, but I don't remember them. Yeah, especially down here, man, in South Florida, there's this facade, this constant facade. You know what I mean? Of this image that needs to be upheld. I know. So even if there there was a blind date, it really probably wouldn't go bad because the girl's really not showing you who she is. <laughs> She's not being honest. You know, everybody's like, it's these, it's like when you go for an interview, right? And they're like, well, tell us your strongest attributes. You're like, well, I'm always on time and <laughs> I'm a hard worker. And, and the truth is you always wake up late. You hate working. You know what I mean? Like we're just saying the things that we need to say yeah. to get the job, right? So it's the same in that situation. It, at least in a major city where you might come across girls that you know that you're, you're interested in but at the very beginning it's this all this facade what, it's all what about so now i'm gonna put you on the spot what about you though what about me what? <laughs> <laughs> i wish the listeners could see how, how your face got <laughs> straight real quick <laughs> what about me, what? <laughs> oh yeah do you have your own facade no, not at all. Not at all. I think maybe at one point in time I did. You know, maybe when I was younger, for sure. There, you always try to you go out of your way to impress somebody, or you know, I think if you're gonna make an impression, like I think for me, if 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 you're gonna pretend to be something, then why not just be that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Ver, you know, if you think that this version of you is gonna make a good impression, then why isn't that the version we're working towards? Or why isn't the destination that we're at? You know, mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure at one point in time I was pump faking. <laughs> But it, for me, it just got clear. It's like, well, just stop pump faking, bro. Like, if if you really want to do good work in the community, if you want to work on yourself, whatever the case may be, just do it, dog. You know, be about it. So nice. Yeah, that's that's just that's just the way I roll, well baby. Put. Yeah, man, for sure. Yo, have you ever played Cards Against Humanity, bro? I invented Cards Against Humanity. Should we should should we do that shit on air? <laughs> Oh shit! We should do that drinking though. We gotta be drinking playing that game. I never played. You played it sober. You got a family. I forgot. I think I only played it. Did we ever play it with Ellie and shit? Because that would have. Yeah. Oh yeah, we played it in the hotel. That would have been the one and only time I think we ever played it. We we have a, a set. We bought it, but who's gonna who are we gonna play with here? It's in English, so it's, do that. Let's set an episode up. I, I would like that. Yeah, we could. Do maybe that. we can bring in Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. And we do a, a... Oh, we could bring Ellie in for that one, yeah. I like I like that idea a lot, actually. I guess I'm taking shots at 10.30 in the morning. It's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think about shots right now. Jeez. 
Yo, one thing that that I have to give props to my people in Texas, Marianne and Senor, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. I hope to see you guys soon. I miss Texas so much. All right, but back to it. Um, Pedialyte, bro. If you drink Pedialyte before you go to bed, yo, you're fresh as a daisy the next day, kid. I don't think we have that here. I'll send you a care package. But yeah, um, otherwise, so I would say somewhere in my mid-30s is when I started waking up. And feeling mm-hmm. things that I didn't feel before, and started questioning: mm. Is this is this it? Because <laughs> I'm sure that I didn't have this back pain before. Uh, I've had this neck pain now for two weeks straight. <laughs> so that's what about when when the que- I started questioning these things, because you know sometimes sometimes you think okay I you know either you did a wrong movement or you slept wrong and you have a pain that happened that's normal right. But I think at some point after you have it for a few days and then you realize, oh, okay, this is the new normal now. If people couldn't see you on the on the screen, <laughs> maybe I'll post a clip of that on the social media. But you're like, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> There's a meme online too that, that goes every time that um uh you know, you have like a dry cough or you sneeze. Yeah. It's like a little chihuahua squinting her eyes and it says, Rona, is that you? <laughs> If you were a farm animal, which one would you be and why? <laughs> How about can we just make it if you were any animal? No. All right, let's have a two-part question. If I was a farm animal, I would be a horse. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that shit. I ain't going to be no fucking pig. I ain't end up on nobody's plate. If I was a pig in South Florida, I wouldn't make it for New Year's. You know how much pigs get slaughtered? I let you in Syria. <laughs> so good, though, man. Yeah, that's kind of so the, the thing, right? Like, farm animals typically are, I mean, unless they're a work animal, like a horse, they're there to be slaughtered, <laughs> right? Yep. And in some places, they eat horse, unfortunately. And in some places, they eat but, horse. I never had a horse yeah. steak. Less less horse than <laughs> than pig. The pig is going to yeah. it's gonna get the eggs a lot quicker than the horse, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would you be? You haven't answered that. Hmm. I guess I'd be the guard dog. <laughs> Smart. Guard dog ain't going nowhere. Yeah. You'll be the dog that herds the sheep. Yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. So if you if you can be any animal, what would you be? Mm. This is a serious question. <laughs> you see, this is, this one opens up to a whole new ball game. And I remember me going through the different albums. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I want to be this, I want to be this, and then I eventually landed on the one I landed on. But I'm gonna keep that one to the cut. I'll let you answer. Yeah. So it doesn't influence your answer. It's a food chain, right? So for me, that's how I start thinking. Yeah. I'm like, I definitely want to be at the top of the food chain. I think I would be a. I mean, it's a bit weird, but. I think I'd be a killer whale. Nice. Yeah, it's not one. It's not one I think pops in most people's minds. But uh, when I think about it, there are apex predators, man, in the in the ocean. What's hunting a whale? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Humans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking humans. Yeah, I think a killer Putting whale. I think I think I'd like to be able to fucking just travel the oceans, but still come up for air. <laughs> That's cool, man. I like that yeah. one. Mine was eagle. I'll be an eagle. Yeah, I remember you said that, yeah. First, I was like, I want to be a lion. And I'm like, nah, chill. <laughs> Scar was a lion, too. Right? Don't get it twisted. Scar was a lion. Not every lion is king of the jungle, baby. You know? Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm going to be a lion. 
And then I was like, I'll be a shark. And I'll be like, nah, I'm not going to be a shark. So what kind of eagle? Don't, don't say a bald eagle, the American eagle. <laughs> he's, he's, he just jumped to salute. <laughs> they don't see me right now. And you see it, that's at the end of the eyebrow, baby. You remember that. Forget my, broke, forget my broken pinky, though. <laughs> His pinky's looking <laughs> fucked up over here. Yeah, man, I'll be a bald eagle. What you think I'm going to oh, say, God. bro? <laughs> I bleed red, white, and blue, man. Unless I jump shit. <laughs> Stay tuned, baby. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I would definitely be a bald eagle. Bro, bald eagles are freaking amazing, man. Are they, though? They I really think they're part of the propaganda. Have you ever heard of a bald eagle? Have you ever heard the sound, the real sound a bald eagle makes? Not the one that the American patriots tell you it makes. Not the... Not that. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's that we actually had a, a bald eagle's nest not too far from here, but I never heard them call, so I can't say that I've I've heard the actual call besides the one that the Americans. Yeah, not that it would have any influence on your decision. I'm just saying it's one of those propaganda things. There's nothing worse than Egyptian geese. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because we just had a, a grammar session <laughs> off air. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing worse than Egyptian geese at three in the morning. Ah! 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 Oh, my. All right, man. One more before we get out of here, Cynic. One more, my friend. Did you have an imaginary friend when you were younger? No, sir. Me neither. Uh, I think that's white people thing. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to, Timmy? Anybody <laughs> got time either for that, no imaginary friend? Either, either that, or they're seeing spirits. <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. But uh, I remember once, like trying to get into that, and I was like, Man, "What the fuck?" <laughs> imaginary you were, friend. You were like, but you're like squinting. Like, is is that a is that my imaginary friend? Like, man, then mom threw a shoe at your head. You like <laughs> nobody got time for no magic. <laughs> Clean up your goddamn Timmy room. Did. Timmy did it, mom. It wasn't me. Mira, tengo tu Timmy aquí mismo, muchacho. Nah, man. I didn't, we didn't have the luxury to have an imaginary freaking friend. <laughs> you kidding me? I think that's also uh, sometimes a, a coping mechanism, isn't it, for kids? That are having some stressful situation? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it can be. I meant it like assuming everything was perfect and healthy. But yeah, but there are some situations where, yeah, there can be... I mean, it could be something as simple as being an only child or trauma at home. And then they find that escape. In that situation, create the friends, man. All right, survive. <laughs> survive. But if you're not in that situation, which I hope you're not... Get real friends. I don't, <laughs> don't want to fucking hear about no Timmy, man. Go out there and socialize. What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> How about what's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? I mean, some people think oysters are pretty strange. I re I realized when I spoke to you the other day that people, like, I love oysters, bro. I love them, bro. I think that's just more common when you live, you know, near a coast. I don't think too many people eat oysters if they're living, like, inland. In Tennessee, man, which is pretty inland. That is they're, pretty, they're, they're are, where are they getting them from? The river? Uh, nah, nah, <laughs> they're getting them shipped in. When you go eating oysters, they'll tell you where they're from. Okay. Because different oysters have different flavors. Yeah, so you can actually choose. That's how, you, that's how you have an idea of how the oyster tastes. Like, usually oysters that are from the Gulf have a 
way different taste than oysters like from Maine, which is why I like to eat my oysters from Of course you do. Cold water. Of course you do. <laughs> but besides that, let me see if I have another one, bro. I mean, although I was a picky eater when I was younger, I've definitely grown up since then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I ate a lot more stuff. There's there's things that I wouldn't do, like obviously um liver and and bacalao like i mentioned <laughs> earlier but besides that strangest thing i would probably say gator man it's so plentiful like if you, you hear somebody eating gator it's not a big deal but if you go up north or different parts of the world you talk about eating alligator they're like what you eat gator like how some people eat possums and squirrels in the country mm-hmm. and that's fucking normal to them some people eat squirrel and they like it like they like it's a delicacy for them almost yeah you know so i would say alligator man and it fucking tastes amazing yeah, I had alligator, alligator in Key West. Alligator tail, I guess. Uh, down at some point, somewhere in Florida, at some point. And I remember it did taste good. Best man, they fry it up. Tastes real good. But I guess it's not the strangest thing that I've ever eaten. I think the strangest that stuff <laughs> was this the, huh? that that stuff that you sent me yesterday. That dark stuff. Yeah, that? actually, I just sent you a link to that. But that would probably be it. The uh, haggis. So haggis is a Scottish dish, and it's basically, they take the heart, the liver, the lungs, all these different parts of, of the sheep, and they mince it with, and they put it together with onions, oatmeal, and spices, and whatever, and then they, probably some other, I'm sure some other seasonings, and then they they take this mass that looks like like hash, you remember, you remember hash, corned beef hash, you know how that... Hold on, man, this is a kid-friendly show, baby. What? Not that hash, fool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's minced, so it looks almost like a mix yeah, between yeah. a hash and a, and a, and ground beef, right? And they they cook it in the, in the stomach of the sheep. So it's like in a liner, kind of like the <clears throat> how a, a hot dog would have that, like a sausage. Like a sausage like yeah, a sausage. They use the stomach yeah. mm-hmm. liner of the sheep to put all of this in, and then they cook it in there. It definitely sounds disgusting and looks disgusting. And before I first I tried it for the first time, I would never have, you know, I would I would have been like absolutely not. I'm not eating that. To be honest, bro, yeah. You just you you describing that to me. I'm like exactly. I can't even do a morcilla, which is a blood sausage. Yeah, but mom <clears> loves <throat> that. But it tastes good. Just the texture. It tastes really good. Ugh. So yeah, I, I mean, I would try it. I would try it. But let's <laughs> say if I'm at a restaurant and it's on the menu and nobody's explaining it to me or giving me the first hand account as you are to me, I wouldn't order it. Yeah, seeing it on the yeah. menu. But if you're like, yo, try it. I, I mean, I'll try it. I'll definitely try. Yeah, it. yeah. Just as it doesn't taste like liver. Uh, punch in your face. No, nah, it doesn't. Not at all. Straight square up on Don't you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll hook no you games. up next time you're here. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely. Now, I want some of that Dunna, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling people about that Dunna, bro. I'm like, yo, they got this Turkish spot. <laughs> Two blocks away, baby. We could walk there. Yeah. All the you want. Yo, Dunna. All right, man. I think we're getting the fuck out of here, Cynic. I think we got enough shit over here, baby. Unless you got something else you want to touch on, baby. I got nothing else for these people. What else do they want from me? I give them everything. I got nothing <laughs> I else to everything. give. Except for the I quote. I the got qu- a quote. The quote from you. <laughs> I think they got the quote from me, baby. <laughs> you know, I had two quotes actually lined up. Um, and I didn't decide yet which one I'm going to go with. Drop them both. Um, Unless you want to just make an executive You know decision. what? I'll drop both of them. Why not? The first one is a quote by a guy named Robert Burns. 
And Robert Burns is the guy whose life we were celebrating yesterday, hence the haggis and the uh, whiskey and the hangover. So Robert Burns was a Scottish poet. He's well known for not just his poems, but also he was really keen on, on sort of nature and sort of cons conservation and stuff like that. And obviously what's most relevant for, for me is he was also a Freemason. So this is from him. An honest man here lies at rest, the friend of man, the friend of truth, the friend of age, and a guide of youth. Few hearts like his with virtue warmed, few heads with knowledge so informed. If there's another world, he lives in bliss. If there is none, he made the best of this. That's so not like a poem quote thing from Robert Burns. Deep. It's one of the ones that I could find that was wasn't too difficult to read because he, being Scottish, his uh, like his poems are like all in Gaelic or something, or in some mix between Gaelic and English. It's really hard to hear Gaelic. <laughs> You're Gaelic. When you call yourself an Indian or a Muslim or a Christian or a European or anything else, you are being violent. Do you see why it is violent? Because you're separating yourself from the rest of mankind. When you separate yourself by belief, by nationality, by tradition, it breeds violence. That's by Jiru Krishnamurti. It's funny because as you're saying that, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to connect the violent thing, but I can understand where they this can go as far as if we call ourselves European, Americans... Asians, mm -hmm. right? There is separation, mm -hmm. and I, you know, it's I get that, man, and that's very interesting. Yeah, you have to think of violence very in this case a little bit broader, not just the one your definition not we're the, used to. Yes, exactly. But yeah, but it's ultimately going to lead to it. Yeah, because when there's separation, there's going to be differences. Because we part of that separation is that we do things different here. We look different. We talk different. You know, our, our morals are different. Yeah. So us, it, it just us yeah, and them. us, us and them, man. Instead of what, what am I gonna say, cynic? The human race. There's only one race, the human race. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of some tree hugger shit. Yeah, I'm a tree hugger. I actually hugged a tree yesterday. So yesterday, okay. Wasn't it amazing? Okay, we, yeah, it was. Did you not feel the connection? Come I've on, I've never man. done yeah, that gotta, before. Let me tell you, man. we're almost done, people. So bear with us. <laughs> like a week ago, we were we were on our weekend walks through the forest, and I saw a lady who was hugging a tree. And at first, I just glanced and kind of ignored her. Then I looked again, and I saw she wasn't doing anything. She was because you know I thought maybe she's wrapping something around the tree, or maybe she's playing with a kid. She was just, she was just standing there, and I thought, okay, that's odd. But I ignored it. Was it face face the tree? Yes. Was yes. Yes. Commitment. Yeah. All right, good. You gotta go in. And go and in. then, it, it caused me to look. I don't know if I looked it up or if it came up in another context. But somewhere I heard or whatever read that when you hug a tree, it's supposed to be incredibly peaceful and relaxing. And I thought, oh, so maybe that's what she was doing. So yesterday we were on one of our walks. By the way, talking about getting old, I got like. Uh, um, Tell me, you got a walker. No, I gotta walk a fool. I'm sore. I'm sore. 
with tennis balls <laughs> on the, fr- the front side of it so they slide. But yesterday I, I did that, you know, and I hugged. How do you get sore from a walk? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk right, to I'm me sorry, in 10 go years. Ahead, go ahead. So, I, so I hugged the tree, put my face to it. It was the stillest moment I've ever experienced. Still, complete stillness, complete. I was like, no way, really? So I took my head away and I put my head again. I I don't know how to explain Beautiful. it. I don't know how to explain it, but it was awesome experience. It was awesome experience. So I'm a tree hugger. Yeah, I say that with pride, dude. There's, I just feel like, man, like, you know, we're all connected. And, and I think the energy that flows from trees, it, it's a it's a powerful thing, man. Yeah. And, and a lot of the times, you know, when a tree is to the size that you're able to hug it, you know, it's been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. A good amount of time, you know, so I think you feel that as well. I don't think you have that connection to a younger tree. Exactly. I think you feel, you know, the wisdom in the tree, if you will. Yeah, right? so I think that's, I think I, so, too. I think it's really cool that you had that moment, man. And I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's I, I've definitely done it before. I love it. Beautiful. Very, very powerful experience. Nice. I'll send you some photos. Yeah, man. Do that. I don't know if you want me to post it, but if you do, I'll post it. Let the people see. Yeah, at this point, who cares? Uh, did you learn anything today, Cindy? What you learned today? <laughs> Our favorite segment. Ah! Oh, God. I learned that you used to get rid of your dinner by going to the bathroom and spitting it out, fool. <laughs> hey, listen, man. At least mine was hygienic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and clean. Uh, what did I learn today? Uh, I learned that McDonald's tried to fucking put bubblegum flavor Oh, in yeah. That one, too. I forgot. That was so gross. Yeah. That's fucking gross. And the kids were like, nah, probably. It doesn't match, Poppy. It doesn't match. <laughs> Get that shit out of my face. The fucking testers weren't having it. Now I love broccoli, man. Yeah, I don't I don't get it enough. I don't eat it enough, but I really do like it as well when it's cooked right. I like mine slightly, not crunchy, you know, but, you know, I don't like oh, soggy. No soggy broccoli. On, son. What you do is you take the broccoli, right? You slice it down the middle so it has a flat side. Mm-hmm. And then you put it in the oven like in one of those mm-hmm. pans we have like um one of those kind of heat i don't know like it just conducts heat faster it's like a rachel ray pan mm-hmm. you can do it on whatever pan though just put a little olive oil in the bottom of it or broil them things up they get nice cr- nice and crispy on that flat side mm-hmm. do that with cauliflower too a little salt and pepper okay nice go, i'm gonna try that yeah man I'm, try that. I'm nice with it you know i you know i get down in the kitchen a little bit a little something. A little something, something, something. all right folks <laughs> We're out of here, man. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks for hanging tight. Yeah, we'll catch y'all next week. All right? Bye. Choose. Go. <laughs> Be gone. Cheers. Peace. Cheers. Leave, leave it all in. Leave it all in. Leave it all, all in. in. <laughs>